Welcome to Messengers of Christ, a podcast series to share the ordinary people's extraordinary stories with Christ through the lens of a youth. Today's guest is Grace, who's also my mom. Hi mom, welcome to Messengers of Christ. It's an honor to have you on my episode today. Hi Josh, it's great to join you today. So, let's get started. Please share with us, have you always been a Christian? No, I grew up in a Buddhist family. I often went with my friends and families to the temple to worship. So, you were a Buddhist growing up? I was not really sure because uh, it's the environment I grew up in. Looking back, I may have been between agnostic and atheist. I thought only vulnerable people need God. So deep inside my heart, I believed in myself. I thought I could achieve whatever I wanted if I put in the effort. So how did you first come across the concept of Jesus Christ? Well, I remember upon college graduation, my best friend and I decided to come to the United States to pursue our master's degree. The weekend before our departure, we went to our familiar temple to worship, hoping to get some blessing for our new life. So after the temple, we attended a farewell party. One of the guests told us that she decided to become a full-time pastor. We tried our best to persuade that girl that it was not a smart decision. That was my first real encounter with a Christian. Okay, so that's when you first heard about Jesus Christ and you tried to persuade that girl to turn away from becoming a pastor. So what happened next? Well, my best friend flew to Boston and I went on to New York to pursue our master's degree. It was quite a significant change to be away from home for the first time. I still remember upon landing, I was picked up by a campus Christian Bible study group. They really helped me out uh, to adapt my new life over there. I started going to their Friday night Bible study group for their friendship and most importantly their yummy homemade food. Did you ever attend church with them? No, thinking back, I was um, somehow rebellious. Despite joining their Friday night Bible study group, I never really paid attention. I knew those friends patiently hoped that I would join them to the church, but I never did. Not until one weekend I traveled to visit my best friend in Boston, and she took me to a church with her. You met your best friend who went to the temple with you back home and teamed up with you to persuade your college friend to not become a pastor? Was it that best friend that took you to the church? Yeah. Yep. I still remember I stood by her side while the whole church crowd sang beautiful songs. When I turned my head to her, I saw tears all over her face. I was really shocked. Looking at my best friend, who was beautiful, smart, accomplished, in front of very wealthy family, I could not understand what else could be missing. 
My best friend later told me that she got baptized in that Boston church. Seeing your best friend get baptized in the Boston church, did that motivate you to go to church after you returned to campus? Nope. I continued my life as is. I graduated and got my first job to move to Boston while my best friend left Boston to return home. Everything seemed so smooth. I never felt that I needed a God, as things were under my control. As I said goodbye to my Friday night Bible study friends, I wondered if they were disappointed that I never accepted their God. So what happened after you moved to Boston? To be honest, I was very overwhelmed to survive my new life, learning to drive, adapting to my first job, and living alone in a strange city. I started to miss my good old Bible study friends. One day, when I was、um, very down, I spotted a Bible on my shelf. It was a gift from them. I almost forgot that I bought it with me during the move. So I reached out and flipped open the Bible onto a random page, and I remember I saw this verse: "For he will give his angels charge concerning you, to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands, that you do not strike your foot against a stone." Looking at that page, I thought to myself. After all the years of ignoring God's presence, I could clearly hear Him through the verse that He still cared about me. Tell me more. Well, one cold winter day, I was busy working at a remote client company site. It snowed very hard. I was so busy trying to wrap up my work. That I forgot to eat or drink. By the time I noticed it, it was almost midnight. I quickly packed everything and stepped out to the parking lot. Josh, you know, back then there was no cell phone. I got locked out of the office building, standing in the parking lot, in a snowstorm around midnight. My car was literally buried under the snow. I started to dig with my hands, as I knew I would freeze to death if I didn't quickly get into my car. My fingers were all numbed. The more I dug, the more the snow fell. So finally, I managed to get the car out and drive onto the highway. I looked up and saw this giant rainfall of snow. Hitting everywhere. I could no longer see any direction. That night was dark. I was freezing, hungry, thirsty, and scared. I started to think about the past. I thought about my mom. And I had no idea how I turned my wheel or how my frozen feet stepped on the gas pedal. In that moment, I started to pray in the dark midnight, on the highway. I shouted out to God for help. I could not see anything clearly, 
as my tear uncontrollably flew down my face. And somehow I got home. I had no idea how I managed to reach my apartment safely that night. So I decided it was time for me to step forward to take a leap of faith. I signed up at the same Boston church where my best friend was baptized in. And it just shows that God comforts all of those that are scared. It is also amazing how the baptism that you had happened in the same church where your best friend accepted God. Yep. Even the same baptism pastor, except that it took me two more years to find my way to God. You know, it is truly unbelievable that you two changed from the girls who tried to convince your schoolmate not to become a pastor to believers being baptized in the same church by the same pastor 7,000 miles away from your home country. Yep, I could not explain. It just seemed to be um, a miracle. I remember after my baptism, I looked around the auditorium and felt a bit disappointed that my college town Bible study friends did not show up. I knew it was last minute notice and almost a seven hour drive, but I still somehow hoped that I could see them. As I left the auditorium, someone tapped on my shoulder. I turned back and saw this strange girl with a big smile handing over a card. There was um, a big word of love on the cover. That girl said to me, Welcome to our Friday night young professional Bible study group. I was pretty shocked. I opened the card and saw the invitation signature by the person named Frank. I had no idea who Frank was, so the girl explained to me, Oh, Frank wrote this card as we are hosting a celebration party for you tonight. And Frank is a guy who volunteered to truck around the elderly every Sunday to worship. So I joined them. That night, I was welcomed into a big family of young professional Christians. You met my dad, Frank? It's just crazy that on the exact day of your baptism, God sent Frank, my dad, to celebrate your new life in Christ. I know, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Yep, a step forward and a leap of faith. God watched over me. I was in awe of his love for me. So later, you two got married. Did the prince and the princess <laughs> live happily thereafter? Well, we moved from Boston to the Bay Area. God blessed me to continue to grow in my profession in the medical industry. I witness his impact through the job I do. I feel very blessed and very thankful. I also learned, Josh, that becoming a Christian does not mean you will have a smooth life thereafter. It is still full of trials, but God's unfailing love carry me through each every single trial and strengthen my faith. I see the miracle that led you 
to Jesus Christ. Would you share another trial or miracle in your life with us? Yep. Today I want to share the story about you, Josh. For years, we prayed so hard to have another child to the point that I gave up. So year after year, I didn't think that God listened to my prayer. In our church, the pastor always held a special prayer time at the end of each Sunday service. He would ask whoever with a prayer need to step forward to the front. We never got the courage to step out of our seat. I thought it would be too embarrassing to stand in front of hundreds of fellows knowing that we had a problem. We prayed by ourselves privately. I remember I was so frustrated that I threw the Bible on the floor one time, thinking that God would never answer me. About three years later, I sat in a Sunday service. We had a special guest speaker that day. It's a pastor who flew in from Africa. He described how our church's sponsorship has helped him grow his church in Africa from just a few people's private gathering to an outdoor stadium of Christ followers. I was so amazed and felt deeply touched. Towards the end of his message, he said to the audience, I know you need God's healing today. Come forward, let me pray for you. So I still remember at that moment, I struggled with my heavy feet because I never had the courage. And I looked around and there were hundreds of people jam-packed in that auditorium. That day, I didn't know how I got my courage, but I lifted my feet and slowly walked to the front of the church. There were only three of us that day who stepped out to the front. I still remember that guest pastor put his hand over my head and started praying and in his prayer he said I know you have a special need and God will heal you today and guess what the following month I was pregnant with you Josh I had no other words to describe other than you are God's miracle why would I ever doubt God. During all those years, all I needed was patience for God's plan. It should have never been my understanding or my timeline. Would you share what happened to me later? Yep. Josh, I almost lost you three weeks before the due date on the prenatal virgin procedure. It did not go as planned. The bustling procedure room suddenly froze. Your heartbeat on the monitor started to drop quickly. I remember during that chaotic mess, the doctor announced that they may need to prepare for an emergent C-section. I started to sense that I could lose you. During that time, out of my desperation, I closed my eyes realized I had no control over 
what would happen. So I surrendered myself to prayer. I had no idea what happened around me. All I could remember was a doctor announcing that somehow I started a laboring process by myself. So two hours later, you were born naturally without any C-section intervention. When we saw you, you had the umbilical cord wrapped all around your neck. Wow, my survival seemed to be a miracle. So what happened to my speech? Yeah, you remember that. Yeah. When you turned three years old, you could not even utter one word. After many assessments, you were declared severely developmental delay. I had the guilt that it was all my fault. I thought those minutes of lack of oxygen during that procedure must have caused some damage. I was terrified by your speech disorder and all the developmental issues that could follow. There were countless nights when I would put you in my back car seat to park in front of the church to pray in the dark nights. We were admitted into the district's special education program. We put you through hundreds of speech and occupational therapies. We pray earnestly. After a two-year journey, we got out of the special ed program. So see now, with the gift of God, He blessed you from a child requiring speech therapies to now a podcast host. I don't know how and what God has in store for you in the future, but remember Josh, He loves you. Yeah, and it's really comforting to think about that. And it actually reminds me of my favorite song. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, we are weak but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Thank you, God, for never giving up on me. And thank you, Mommy, also for never giving up on me. I love you, Josh, for always hanging on and for reminding me of God's grace every day. Now, lastly, Mom, what's your favorite song? Well, once upon a time, I thought I could conquer the whole world with my own hands. I have since been humbled through God. I think it's best described by the title of my favorite song, Yet Not I, But Through Christ in Me. Well, would you like to sing a section or two? Well, Josh, of all the God-given talents, singing is definitely not one of them. <laughs> well, I guess we can try it. <laughs> okay, let's do it. The night is dark, but I am not forsaken. 
Thank you, Mommy Grace, for sharing this journey of amazing grace. We are blessed to have Jesus with us in all our ways. As Psalm 91, 11-12 says, For he will give his angels charge concerning you, to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands, that you do not strike your foot against a stone. In Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Messengers of Christ, thank you for listening. God bless you.